Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Kemaford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Why resisting change isn't a bad thing. The social change adoption path. Company Z, a financial services firm with nearly 100 million in annual revenue, was changing their business model. And it was a big change. They were dumping one entire business unit and launching a new one. The team was none too happy about it. Some were fearful because they were employed in the now defunct business unit and they'd have to learn new skills. The change was essential though, because due to market conditions, the former unit would never become profitable. Now, as you've heard in my past podcasts on change, you know, not everyone in your organization is going to be totally psyched and eager to celebrate change. And the biggest challenge with change is, drum roll please, resistance. But most leaders miss that resistance is simply the first stop on the quest for the holy grail, which is a new standard. So from my work with hundreds of successful entrepreneurs, top executives, political leaders, I've learned that organizational change is a continuum. It's predictable, it can be guided, and here's how it works. First, people start with resistance. Why? Because thanks to Roger Bailey's terrific research on metaprograms, we know that 65% of Americans can only tolerate change if it's couched in a specific context. That context is sameness with exception. This means that change is really just an improvement to what you are already doing. The bad stuff is being removed, good stuff is being increased. So seriously, this is the best way to package a change message. Don't even use the C, change, word. Say growth instead. So let's go back to company Z and the CEO, Jessica. Here is how she managed organizational change. First, we trained the entire team on how change works and how to expect their brains and emotions to react. Jessica's assistant used our organizational change adoption path graphic. She had it expanded, printed, posted in the conference room so everyone could openly acknowledge where they were in the process. Next, we laid out a plan to help the team navigate the first five phases. So phase one, resistance. And on the show page, you'll see the organizational change adoption path, and you'll also see an infographic that talks about uh, meta programs. So phase one, resistance. Now this phase can pass fairly quickly when the leader stresses the same with exception nature of the change. That's exactly what Jessica did. So. All we're doing is taking away some annoying stuff and adding in some good stuff, right? It's still Coca-Cola, just the bad calories are gone, okay? 
It's still yummy Coke. We're just adding vanilla flavor. Okay. Phase two, mockery. I love this phase. It means that people have some emotional investment and they're past disinterest and resistance. And we can engage them now in telling us what they object to. So we acknowledge their concerns. We asked for their help in fixing what in the CEO's growth plan was so quote unquote lame in their opinion. And we asked for their agreement to follow the plan once the fixes were made. So when people mock, that's okay. Don't get thrown by it. Ask them what they object to. Ask them then if you fix whatever is possible for you to fix that they object to, if they'll try it, then you'll go to stage three, which is usefulness. So the mockers, the people who mocked, worked through the revised plan with Jessica and us, and some even, gasp, acknowledged what parts of it were actually useful. A few mockers insisted on a few more edits. The CEO agreed to about half of them, again, with the agreement of their support. This is the most important step because when something is truly useful, the vast majority of people will use it again. And you know what happens when we use something again and again and again? Phase four, it becomes habitual. So now we've got the team members using something repeatedly, almost without thinking, which is great, which leads to the final phase, phase five, the new standard. So the behavior is now becoming integrated into how they behave. It's becoming part of their new behavioral standard. So this process can take months to years based on how the leader manages the organizational change adoption path. With our client I just mentioned, with Jessica, the change took about seven months to filter through all of the remote offices, which is pretty impressive. Jessica did a formidable job in managing, capitalizing on the social change that was happening throughout the business change. Remember, there's business change, but it's implemented by people, so every business change has social change as well. Brilliant leadership on Jessica's part. So what organizational and thus emotional changes is your company going through? Try the process I just mentioned and let me know how it works for you. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there and please tell your friends.